Hey, heads up guys, so you know there's a bit of a recording issue with me and Justine's microphone, so some of our audio may sound a bit overblown. Don't worry, we fixed the volume best we could, but you may have to live with that a little bit. Sorry about that. Enjoy the show. Brandon. And I'm Justine. And this is the Cozy Co-op, a podcast where a games journalist and a creative writer talk about video games. But it's not just us today, Justine. No, we have a special guest with us today. Yes, we do. To get to to gay today <laughs> Today with us is Carrie Witt, is it? Yes. Carrie Witt, the art director and senior artist for Alchemy Labs. Hi, Carrie. Hello. I'm glad you got my title right off the bat. Well, <laughs> I don't even have to introduce myself. I, I have Cat Whisper written down as well, just in case. Yes, that one's important. I don't know if you can tell by my avatar here on Discord, but I saw cat the cat. An important scale. Yeah. Yes. Very high ranking on the list of titles. So mm-hmm. today we're talking about Vacation Simulator, and Carrie's here because she is. She's at Alchemy Labs, the people who made Vacation Simulator and the uh, predecessor, Job Simulator. Yeah, we've talked about Job Simulator here on the Cozy Co-op before, and that was how we got uh, Miss Witt's attention. Um, and so, mm-hmm. yes. It was a lovely little podcast. Oh, thank you. We strive for lovely little things. So, uh, we asked if she would like to guest on our Vacation Simulator episode, and... She graciously agreed. Because of course we were going to talk about it. Yes, it was very, too nice. So such a wonderful game. I want. I wanted to ask: Do do we want to talk about E three at all? Because that just happened. Um, we can put in a few points. We used to do a news segment on the episode, but um, after a bit of a hiatus, we decided that we were going to do away with the news. But we did just have E three, which is a very big video games thing. Oh, yeah. So. You know, this was actually the first E3 to have a dedicated uh, VR showcase. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, we saw a lot of cool VR stuff. This is a VR game, by the way, anyone who does not know. Uh, then there were things like... There's a lot of things. Keanu Reeves, uh, a very charismatic woman <laughs> showing off a scary game. Yes. Gotta say, Keanu was my favorite part of E3. That, Keanu was a very big surprise. That one took me by <laughs> shock, yeah. We were actually, we had a, a Dungeons & Dragons session going on while Brandon was um, doing his E3 reporting stuff, and he just, like, stopped our session cold to let everyone know that uh, Keanu Reeves had just showed up on stage. <laughs> and it's world-breaking news. Yes. <laughs> it, it was, uh, apparently... Apparently, all right, there, there was a guy that shouted that he was breathtaking, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, apparently, S- Cyberpunk reached out to the guy saying, hey, do you want a free copy of the oh game? Oh, my gosh. And the guy said, no, thanks, but here's my favorite charity. <laughs> oh, nice. Ain't that a, ain't that a, a, a breathtaking twist? <laughs> Good dude. That's so wholesome. Then there was Nintendo, and I'm still just reveling in the Animal Crossing news. Yeah, I feel like the Animal Crossing news is the most pertinent to our feel-good vacation simulator topic of the day. Yes! I can't wait to play and subsequently talk about Animal Crossing. 
I'm I'm so glad that I feel like we're right in this vacation trend right now. Animal yes. Crossing oh, yeah. Island. Yeah, I felt I I saw it and I went, oh, you know, that actually would be a good bullet point to talk about real quick. <laughs> I was hoping you'd, you'd seen it, but of course you have. You work in video games. <laughs> yep. All of these games happen to not be Vacation Simulator, though. Yeah. So Vacation Simulator came out on computers uh, months ago. I, don't, I have no sensation of time. It anymore. was actually I think it was in April, wasn't it, Carrie? Yes, it was April 9th for Steam and Oculus Rift. And I know this because I had just started my new job on April 1st, and I had um, worked there for about a week when Job Simulator finally came out, and it was like... It was like a breath of fresh air because I had been so stressed out for a couple of weeks because of job-related stuff at that point, and then I was like, I literally get to go into a vacation simulator and just kind of... (laughs) <laughs> Unwind for a minute. Yeah, it was really awesome. So, one thing I like to do for anyone who listens and isn't familiar with the game, Carrie, could you explain to us what exactly uh, Vacation Simulator is? Yeah, okay, so Vacation Simulator is kind of like, not not quite a sequel to Job Simulator, but it's in the same universe, and it's about rediscovering the true meaning of time off. So you learned how to job in Job Simulator. The next natural step is doing vacation. Uh, And of course, just like in Job Simulator, the bots don't fully understand what vacationing is. Um, So that's like at a very high level kind of what this game is about, is is exploring that. Yes, uh, the bots in all of their... um... They're running the numbers and crunching the numbers um, mm-hmm. kind of behavior are trying to quantify the productivity of vacation, which is like the exact opposite of what vacation is for. Yeah. So it doesn't really. And that was one thing I loved about this game was that like it kind of gave it this narrative, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't remember there being the yeah, same kind, kind of narrative. Of, uh built off some of the stuff we did with our Rick and Morty VR game, where, where that one was very uh, narrative-focused, there was a story going on, so we wanted to kind of combine some of that with the interactions from Job Simulator. So th- this game definitely has a stronger narrative focus than Job Simulator ever did. I think that really was a good move to take for Vacation Simulator specifically, because I remember with Job Simulator, each job was very different from the last, even though they all surrounded the idea that you are stationary to do this job, so you had to be in jobs where you could be stationary to do it. That's not the same thing in Vacation Simulator. You get to move around and go to different places, but in the three major vacation locations, uh, you have similar tasks to do. And I think having the overarching storyline underneath it gave a little bit more continuity to those things rather than just like, oh, you're just doing the same thing over and over. It was like, we're doing the vacation activities in different elements and different settings and we're like quantifying all of it and we're showing the statistics for how productive our vacationing is. And I I, I noticed that with, there was this, uh... It all connects together this time. In, like, Job Simulator, each job was isolated and separate. But this one, they're connected. Like, like the backpack, for example. You yes. Can, you can take whatever you want, put it in the backpack, and go take it somewhere else. Yeah. And, like, that allowed mm-hmm. you... I think some... I think, like, the, the food people had you deliver to people in other yes. areas. Yes, that did happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, it even encourages you to, like, take it along in other directions. 
that's something we we really wanted to explore after Job Simulator, right? Because everything was so contained, and that that kind of made things a little bit easier on the developing side, right? We didn't have to worry about well, what happens if you have this item and this item in the same space because they're all stuck in their job. Mm-hmm. But that kind of openness allows for much more creativity on the player side. So it was like, yeah, let's just have the players go everywhere, and they have a backpack, and let's see what kind of chaos they create. It, it that I'm so glad you brought that up because that is actually a huge part of the magic for me in these simulator games. Uh, we talked about in our job simulator episode how I was uh, putting things together that you had not previously considered. I when the the robber came into the convenience store and oh, I just yeah. took his hat and put it on and I took the banana out of his hand. You didn't realize that that could be done. Um, there's a lot of freedom in it, and so the same thing happens with Vacation Simulator. There are activities you can do, such as sandcastle building, um, making meals for people, the um, ice sculpture. Uh, I really liked those puzzles. Those were those tickled my brain. Those were puzzles, and um, you had certain outlines that you could follow, or you could just go to town and do whatever you wanted. And they gave you so much stuff to work with that you really, you could really go to town. <laughs> Yeah, those puzzles are such a point of contention for our players. People either love them or they absolutely hate them. So it's like, I'm really happy that we kind of added the freeform aspect to it, where it's like, oh, okay, if puzzles aren't your jam, because personally, I'm I'm not super into the really hard 3D puzzles. They just kind of break my brain. Mm -hmm. You can just kind of go in and create something that's fun to look at, like make a little sculpture. I was totally fine with the sand castles, but when I hit the ice sculpting area, I don't know, it was like two puzzles in, I was like, I don't know, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm suddenly, I don't know how shapes work. See, I, I just, my brain thought of it as like some kind of weird 3D Sudoku, I guess. Yeah. Oh Granted, yeah, it's kind of like a 3D Picross in a way. Picross, yes. that's a better example, yeah. It also, just playing with the ice puzzle gave me time to just listen to the radio. Yeah. Like they, they give you a radio. Okay, so there's four, technically three places you can hang. There's, there's your, your, your hotel suite, and then there's three vacation destinations, uh, beach, forest, and... Mountain. Mountain. And, like, they give you some stuff. There's some stuff in, like, the, the suite, but mo- it's mostly just kind of a central a hub, a home. You can edit your character. There's a storage unit to put objects... Uh, you know, if you find secret games and whatnot, because they give you a little pretend game system. Oh yeah, that I loved, was fun. I actually, that's one of my, another one of my favorite things because I would sit down and just play the video games in the video game. Right. I was but, like, okay, it's vacation. If I just want to hermit in my hotel room and play some video game, I want to be able to do that. Genius. It was a stroke of genius putting that in there. It reminds me of when I was eight years old and my family went to Florida. And you sat inside playing video games. Oh, my, my dad's like, come on, we're going to go to the beach. And I'm like, Dad, I have Pokemon. Yeah. What do you want from me Dad, right you now? don't understand. These Pokemon <laughs> aren't going to catch themselves. Yes. It's, 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 it, I was trying to Kids think nowadays have their Pokemon Go. They can play it on the beach. Oh, yeah. They don't know what it was like. <laughs> it's true. Back in my day, we had to sit in a hotel room for our Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I wanted to ask, so the three locations... Uh, was it difficult coming up with, like, which places to decide on? Um, I feel like beach was one that was very natural, where it's like, okay, I I feel like that's the most common thing. We've all been to the beach. That one makes sense. But the other two, I think, were a little bit more difficult. 
because going camping and going skiing on a mountain, that kind of thing are a little bit less seen in pop culture and not something that everyone has necessarily done. Uh, so there, there was definitely some exploration of, okay, what can we even, what other spaces could we even do? But I guess looking at it now, it's like, yeah, of course it would be the beach, the forest and the mountain mm-hmm. kind of seems obvious in retrospect. And, and that was something we had actually speculated on in the prior episode. Like we, we knew the beach because that was the one shown off in like the reveal trailer. Mm-hmm. But what would the mm-hmm. others be? I had mentioned a cruise ship. Yeah, yeah, that, like, I had thought, well, maybe an amusement park, but, like, oh, yeah. that wouldn't really blend well with their what they're doing and, like, the freedom of to do what you yeah. want. Because in an amusement park, you're basically just sitting in a thing while something happens, and roller coasters and VR aren't great. Oh, yeah, I can imagine that. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> That's a good point. And I, I had actually yeah, guessed that. Yeah, we're very firmly against uh, things that cause motion sickness for our players. Like, we, we, we try very hard to make our games as accessible as possible to everyone. So amusement park did kind of come up at one point, but it's like, yeah, anything anything we put in there for rides would just be Barf City. So let's avoid that. I did notice. Barf City. Oh, no. Do you know who lives in Barf City? Barfy the Clown. Barfy the Clown. Okay. Ah, yeah. Oh, no, is this the thing? He's an <laughs> older character. He was from our To the Moon episode, I think. That's fair. Barfy. My, uh, he was a clown. No. Uh, he was at my sixth birthday party. Can you take one thing seriously? Can you guess what special skill Barfy the clown had? I'll give you a hint. Balloon animals. Oh! (laughs) Oh, you got it right! (laughs) I had to. That was the hardest I've suppressed a swear word ever, I think. Wow. <laughs> you nailed it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Balloon animals. Okay, but what else was I going to guess a clown does? <laughs> projectile vomiting. We don't, I don't want to bring back Barfy the Clown. Barfy the Clown don't lives on in my heart. Yeah, um... Anyway, I was actually going to say, uh, I did notice earlier, apologies that it took me until this morning to follow you on Twitter, but uh, oh, no worries. I did notice uh, you, were, you had been tweeting about the accessibility of uh, the, the VR games, and I wanted to also add in that the character maker for Vacation oh, yeah. Simulator is extremely good that you can pick any color, skin, uh, hair color, uh, you, you get... You don't necessarily choose a gender or anything. You just create your character. And it's extremely inclusive in the amount of options that it gives you for what you want to look like. I'm glad you think so. We, we tried really hard to, to make that really solid. The, uh, the hair options were one that really stood out to me because I think I noticed there was at least one uh, hijab option. Mm-hmm. Which I was like, oh, that's awesome, because even the most inclusive games sometimes fail to include the head coverings. Or oh, yeah. That. So I was like, wow, that's just awesome that all of this was thought of and all the uh, um, just you can go any way with it. And, it, and there, were, there were no questions or judgments or anything. You just got to do whatever you wanted. Yeah. Well, right. One, yeah. One thing I had praised about this game in my formal review is like, it's very inclusive without like people realizing it yeah subtly because like you're always referred to as human really so like pronouns Mm -hmm. were never a problem and Mm -hmm. yeah the 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 neutral way of creating your character all of it's very yeah inclusive but like low-key about that i liked that 
<laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing where, in 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 general for games, not even just VR, uh, the industry doesn't have a very good track record with being inclusive in that way, and it's really important for us at Alchemy to to make our games accessible, and that goes beyond just you know letting the players be able to play if they're sitting or one-handed. It's about making them feel physically comfortable and welcome in this space, and. At least personally, I, I, I look through a bunch of avatar creators in VR, and they tend to be pretty gendered, and there's not a whole lot of options. So, like, mm -hmm. actually getting feedback from from people about this and trying our hardest to be as inclusive as possible was really important for us. Honestly, I think you guys are really knocking it out of the park in that respect because uh, just the the premise of the games in general, that it being a simulator, you stepping into a virtual space where. Um, anything can happen and you can be anything this just really ties in with that so beautifully and you guys it, it is very clear that there is so much heart in these games and you take the time to make sure that the people playing them feel good and have a good time and and are appreciated as the consumers right yeah thank you i'm 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 glad you two like really notice and appreciate that because we try not to I don't know, we, we, we want to try to lead by example, like, hey, this is totally doable. We're not a super big studio, but we made this a priority. But like, we don't want to, I don't know, what's a good phrase? We don't want to like toot our own horns about it. Uh -huh. We just kind of want to be like, yeah, this is a thing you should just do. You know, we don't want special credit for doing it. You should just do it. Well, we're here to roll out the fanfare so you don't <laughs> have to. <laughs> the, the one handed. that. Yes. The one-handed bit is actually w one of my favorite things, because, like, I have both my hands, granted, but I would always, one of the controllers would always die. Mm. And I, there's so many games that I'd keep trying to play, and I simply could not with one controller. And I'd always think, well, mm. dang, if I had, like, any kind of accessibility problem here, this game is unplayable. Yeah. And, yeah, this game doesn't have that. I love that. Yeah, that, that one was definitely uh, a, a tricky one that uh, we had started for previously before launch, um, but we realized we hadn't quite gotten it done right for everything, so we just pushed that in our accessibility patch. And okay. so now the game auto-detects if you have just one controller or two, and it will just automatically shift uh, the game elements to work for one-handed if you only have one. Nice. Because whether your controller is dead or you only have one hand to play with, we don't want game experience to break for you. Excellent. That is. You know what else is excellent? What? Our advertisers. How about an ad break? Sure thing. Sometimes I just think my music isn't up to par. Like, where's the news? Where's the narration? Where's the trivia? But now, I know that I can always sound like I have the latest topics with podcasts. Podcasts. With podcasts, my feed has never been fuller. It's like a whole new me. Podcasts. Podcasts. For the bot who deserves to know it all. Podcasts. Podcasts are not guaranteed to be entertaining, engaging, educational, or otherwise enjoyable. Side effects of podcasts include know-it-all syndrome, factual inaccuracies, and tinnitus. Be sure to consult an 18 to 34-year-old with glasses before listening to podcasts. Ha <laughs> ha! Ah, great, great advertisement. Yes. Thank you, sponsors. <laughs> now, I actually I have a, a few prepared questions for you, Carrie. If that's all right. Ooh, yeah, that's totally fine. 
what would be your favorite thing to do in Vacation Simulator? Ooh, that's a good question. I'd say, okay, I have a favorite passive thing and a favorite active thing. Yes, tell me. For, for passive, I like going to the beach and uh, teleporting to the zone that has the ocean in it and just kind of sitting <sighs> yes. so that my head's underneath the water. It's oh. kind of a really nice, soothing, ASMR-esque experience. And like any audio you bring under there, like the radio gets warped, huh. uh, gets warped sound. I have to try that. Yeah. That sounds it's, like my It's bag. so cool. Kind of lay down there and be at peace. Wow. Uh, it's really wholesome. And for the more active thing, I love the painting station in the forest. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Sam, I think it is. This a guy I follow uh, on Twitter. He's vaguely connected to alchemy. I don't know how. Oh, Sam? Sam, there it is, yeah. Oh. And he 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 posted a short video called How to Eat Ass in Vacation Simulator. <laughs> oh no, you saw that. <laughs> yes, we did, like as we were playing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, Sam's a friend of a lot of people at the studio. Um, and we had him in for playtesting one time mm. and He's he's kind of a memer, but like a wholesome memer. He's the exact and kind watch- of person you want playtesting. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and we use Trello for tracking cards. So I was watching our Trello for notes coming in about his playtest. And then I saw something about he drew an ass on the painting station, <laughs> took a picture, turned it into a waffle, and then he ate it with the quotes... I ate ass in vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It, it's a great testament, like the, the creative freedom you exactly, have in this game. Yeah. Um, right? What do you paint at the painting station? Uh, it depends. Uh, I like messing with the, with taking pictures and kind of inserting them into the slot and having that go on the canvas and kind of doing like a, like a low key Photoshop with it. Yeah. That's pretty fun. That's, I, I love doing that too. That's essentially what I would is just base it off of a picture I took. I like to do really artsy, like cut out things <laughs> with the, the photos. Yeah. It's so cool how all of that, how all of that actually works really well together. And, you know, it was obviously no small task for the people working on it. Mm-hmm. Like this was a huge problem for a long time, but they got it so perfect. Oh, and it's, it's, and like it, it blew my mind just how free you were to just constantly warp these items. Because like I had made a burger one place. I had I think turned that burger into a shrubbery. Oh yeah. And then I had blended that shrubbery into a smoothie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And like I love that I was able to do that. I will say, pure curiosity. Yeah, uh, that's I, that's something I kind of refer to as like the what if factor. Yes. You know, if a player holds something and says, well, what if I could do this? Could I do this? And just, we, we test all those things out and just make it happen. There was one thing I did try to do and it wouldn't let me. And that's probably for the better. Oh. Uh, you cannot blend the snails. <gasps> you tried- the, Oh, the hermit crabs? Yeah, the crabs, that's right. You tried to blend the hermit crabs? <laughs> I, I waited until you were gone. Listen to how horrified she is. <laughs> I, I knew I knew you wouldn't enjoy this, but like I had to know. Oh my god! I was just curious. Like, could you? Oh, and you, nope, you cannot. You Good. Can, yep. You can, however, Please. turn them into a balloon. Yes, because that is not destroying or hurting it. You thank you, Alchemy, <laughs> for not letting this be a yes, thing. I, I I did appreciate the fact that they did not let me uh, do that. Yeah. 
I, I don't know if there's like a, a, a sound or something that plays for the blender in the mountain, but I know on the beach, if you try to slice uh, a butterfly or something, the machine tells you it can't work on like living objects and the butterfly oh. just kind of pops off. Okay, and flies away. good. Got, yeah, it didn't tell me I couldn't. It just wouldn't. Um, that, that's, that's good. Okay. We have another other questions. Uh, is there something in the game you wish more people had noticed? Ooh, ooh, God, that's a hard one. I feel like that's so many things. Cause I, I, I don't know. I feel like if if you make a world feel really good, then the player shouldn't really notice it. Like people tend to notice things when they feel off. Hmm. So the that fact is that, very that, true. Right. So the fact that like people don't notice some things is kind of a positive. But uh, I, I guess I would say some of the details on the texture stuff like little jokes on on objects and stuff in the textures. That's something I like to do and like put jokes in there. And I know not everyone sees it. A lot of players like to just throw objects around, but for like the five people out of a thousand that pick this thing up and look at it and get a chuckle, like that that makes me really happy. I love to examine like everything I pick up in these games. <gasps> oh goody, so then it's all for you. Well, yes, because uh, one of my favorite things, this is one of the kind of more obvious ones. One of my favorite things is the fact that um, the the shells that go on the hermit crabs are little plugs. Oh yeah. And it's like a little outlet and you like plug the shell in. Oh, that's like my favorite thing. It's so cute. <laughs> you know, it's funny. That's actually uh, kind of a leftover from an, an, an older thought we had for the game way back in the day where the animals were, were kind of robotic um, and more mechanical like that where, you know, the hermit crab has a plug. Maybe it could plug into something else. Uh, I, I wanted, I went around looking to see if I could plug it into something else, but it just seemed to be a hermit crab thing. Oh, it really does yeah. make sense. Because uh, like, originally robots. it was like all, all the animals kind of had that mechanical flair, but we found out through playtesting that people started to feel really uncomfortable interacting with some of these things hmm. because... The bots are robots, right? And they're they're living. So the implication then is that these robotic animals are alive. And uh -huh. and should you have the agency to to pick them up and throw them and stuff like that felt weird for a lot of people, <laughs> and it made sense once we did it. Oh no! The, the moment I laughed the absolute hardest while playing this is when I took the slingshot from the forest area and just sent a fish to space. Oh, no. <laughs> I was wondering, how far does this go? So I just grabbed a fish out of the river and shot it, and it was gone. It never came. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you launched it out of the simulator. But see, it's fine, because it's a toy fish. It's very clearly a toy. Oh, good. Oh, yeah, because like, it's got little propellers in the back. Still, they mm -hmm. they deserved it, because it didn't matter what I was holding in the stream. They would come up and snatch it out of my hand, and I would oh, be yeah. trying to do something unrelated, and they would come take my stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, the fish We've make We've gotten some really noises. funny yes. instances with that. I had to go, I had to try and deliver the fisherman's meal like four times because the fish kept taking it out of my hand before I could deliver it. <laughs> Slingshot it. A little greedy. All of these problems can be solved by slingshotting whatever you have. Yeah. I kept that exactly. in my backpack the whole time. I, I want to see someone do like a slingshot based speed run. Oh, okay. Ooh. Well, we're going to get Brandon on it after we're done recording Need? this. No, I can't speed run. <laughs> I mean, here's a great first chance to try. Yes, we're going to do this. <laughs> I, I almost got into speed running, actually, when Splatoon came out. Because oh. I, I found I really liked the single player thing that they had. Mm -hmm. 
And turns the out there's not a lot of speedrunning. The was fantastic. Right? Uh, it was amazing. The final boss is one of my favorite boss sequences I've ever played in a game. Yeah. It has no right being that good. <laughs> the game was meant for multiplayer, and Nintendo's like, we're just going to Nintendo it up and make it really great and wholesome for no reason. <laughs> That's what Nintendo's right? good at. So, our next question. Al- Alchemy's been... In my mind, anyway, Alchemy is like the VR company. Like you guys created, you know, some of the earliest VR games for all the major headsets. You know, Job Simulator, I think, was a launch title with the Vive and the PlayStation VR, I think. It was a launch title for, yeah, all three platforms on the days that they launched. So nice. I think Vive was the first, then Oculus, and then PlayStation. Yeah, and so it's undeniable that, you know, Job Simulator and and the Rick and Morty and these games have been influential on how other VR games have been made. And how has it been different just kind of being this spotlight VR development team? Mm, I, I guess it kind of puts a little bit more pressure on us to, to know that the either the positive uh, directions we take or the negative directions we could take are very much going to influence the industry. And I think that's why we're trying to be as mindful as possible about like, okay, let's let's see what we can explore uh, teleportation-wise that doesn't cause motion sickness, right? Or how can we be as inclusive as possible? Or like, what can we try to do that no one else has really done before? And just explore that space. Uh, I, I find that a lot of uh, companies in general, whether it be due to like size or budget or whatever, there's a lot of ports of, of traditional uh, 2D games to, to VR or some games that just kind of seem to build off of what traditional PC games have done rather than kind of exploring what VR can do as a completely new medium. So I think that's why we try to focus as much as possible on hand interactions specifically for VR. Like we only make games for VR platforms that have hands because that physical interaction is so special. You can only get it in VR. So we're like, okay, let's dive deep into this and see where we can go. And then the whole world's watching, so we better not mess it up. That's so admirable for you guys to do, to realize that you kind of do have a corner of this market because you've really made a name for yourselves here. And instead of um, seeking to just be the name, you are seeking to make sure that people can follow your example and can do it in a way that is very inclusive and good for the players and not just for, you know, the business in general. I think that's exactly an example that all uh, video game companies should be following. I hope so. Uh, I, I think I think it's really important to just be mindful about those things and like whether or not this is a position people at the company want to be in. It's it's kind of things where it's like, okay, this is where we are. Let's try to try to use, you know, our power for good, right? The age-old Spider-Man quote with yes. great power. Yes, <laughs> yes, you do that very well. And <laughs> I'm and, glad you think so. Yeah, and and what you said about uh, how VR in general really has the capability of expanding what we can do with video games instead of just being in that world you can now interact with the world in a different way and that's so that's what's so special about vr and that's something you guys do so well that other vr games i've played haven't quite matched to uh because yeah you guys are are just very focused on that that interaction aspect as well as the game itself Mm -hmm. so my next question 
Was there anything that you guys wanted to add to Vacation Simulator that you couldn't for maybe、uh, there was some development complication or some other logistical reason? Ooh. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a bunch of stuff we had to cut. Ooh.、Uh, trying to think of what I can talk about without. Oh, good. Yes. That's, <laughs> That's a dangerous question. That's always a fun line to walk, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. There's definitely some things that we couldn't quite finish that we just put in this latest update, like、uh, making sure all the accessibility stuff was really good and using a lot of playtester feedback to like, tweak those final things to, to make it as good as possible, right? But as far as content goes, there's, I think there's a pretty big one that we're going to try to do and push out.、Uh, what else was in there that we cut? Oh man, I kind of don't want to say because I don't want players to be like, no, I wanted that. Why didn't you guys put that in?、Uh, well, we won't put you in that position then. He asked it, and I was like, oh, that's a dangerous question. I don't know if she's allowed to talk about that. Yeah, there's secrets. Secrets、yeah. for me. Trade secrets. Got, I gotta be with that, that hard hitting journalism. Yeah. <laughs>、hmm. Okay, well, do you have a non. Like, what is your favorite non VR game? Ooh, of like all time or right now or?、Yeah, either or. Just what you're feeling. <laughs> Ooh, that, that's a hard question.、Uh, okay, I'm super stoked for Spelunky 2 to come out this year because I love Spelunky. Oh,、uh, yeah. I've not heard of Spelunky. What is that?、Uh, oh, my goodness.、Uh -oh. <laughs> um, it, is, it is a roguelike. I, I'm not sure people get really. Antsy about how you classify these things.、Um, yeah, I get things、Derek、wrong、too. all the time on here.、Uh, all right. Cool. Just <laughs> yeah, just be wrong. Yeah, it's cool. Just say whatever. Yeah. <laughs>、uh, it's by Derek Yu of Moss Mouth. And it's basically a game where you play as like an Indiana Jones type explorer and you travel from the top of the level down, but it's randomized every time.、Hmm. Um, and you have to get through these four main worlds to get to. Like the end boss, but then there's a whole other world outside of that. And I don't know, it's, it's one of the funnest,、uh, most interesting games I've ever played. Oh, yeah, I'll have to show yeah, you. Yeah, there、later. was an original、uh, Pixel game, I think, that he made in Game Maker. Yep. And then I, I think the official title is Spelunky HD. I'll have to look that up because I really liked Heroes of Hammerwatch, and this sounds like it, it might yeah, be a. Yeah, it, they're, they're similar in their concept. Yeah, this one's a, a platformer instead. Yeah. Yeah, it's super great. So, I've got one last question for you. Do you like soda? Ooh. I like, I mostly drink diet soda, but if we're talking regular soda, I'm a trash lord and I like Baja Blast. Oh, yes. Oh, no, yes. Yeah. Yes. Baja Blast is fantastic. I, I don't like any Mountain Dew except Baja Blast, but I will guzzle that crap. They started putting them in,、right? like, selling them in places now, and I was happy yeah, about now that. Now you can just go buy it. You don't have to go to Taco Bell. Although, like, I really can't imagine drinking it not going to Taco Bell. Yeah, you, you, you need that experience of, of the, the crappy paper cup. The, yeah, the huge <laughs> thing of Baja Blast with your three Doritos Locos tacos. Right. I, I actually just got back from a trip to Vegas where they have、uh, a Taco Bell cantina where you can go and get married at. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I actually、huh. did hear about that when it opened. Yeah. yeah. So we went there and. You can get, okay, because Vegas has, has、uh, no, no laws about you can't drink on the street, whatever. 
And you go to Taco Bell Cantina, which is like crazy rainbow lights, whatever, all kinds of madness. Wow. And then you can order a Baja Blast and put alcohol in it. And they give you a crazy twisty plastic cup that's like two feet tall and you can just take it and walk on the street. Oh my gosh. I know that's so funny because there was one time we got home from Taco Bell and I was like, I'm putting vodka in this thing. (laughs) (laughs) So that actually sounds like something I would get. It's quite lovely. Uh, if I you ever go to Vegas, it's a must-see. I, I have to now. Now it's got a rave review. <laughs> yeah, I mean, live Moss, I guess. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, truly. <laughs> so this has been a wonderful show so far. I, this is great. Uh, we, you mm-hmm. know, we've just about covered everything we were wanting to. Do we want to talk about why we are doing this episode now? That is a good point, yes. So... If my memory serves me correctly, Vacation Simulator is releasing on the PlayStation 4 with, you know, PlayStation VR on June 18th. Is that correct? Yes. So that's next Tuesday. Yes. Which, with this going up on Monday, that is tomorrow. Yes. Yes, time travel. Yes, we're time traveling on this one. (laughs) Ha ha ha. So, yeah, we, we definitely recommend if you have a PlayStation and a PSVR to play this game. It is absolutely worth your time. I'm going to do, especially do a quick plug for this because we played it um, on, what was it, the Vive? The Vive. Yeah, we were playing it on the Vive because that's what uh, hooks up to the computer. Um, but I, as as I played, I would frequently pause to be like, ah, I wish I was playing this on the PlayStation VR because I find that one is a much more comfortable rig to be in and to play long periods of time with. And I think for Vacation Simulator especially, it's a good one because I did want to be in that world for long periods of time and and chill out and relax. And I think having... I personally think the PlayStation VR is a more comfortable apparatus. So if you have that, then I super recommend Vacation Simulator because it's great for that. That does remind me, though. Uh, 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 Carrie, you're familiar with the, the Index, right? Yes. And how they've got the finger tracking with the uh, Knuckles controllers? Yes. So any any chance we might see some some of that uh, used in future alchemy content? We have not currently announced anything, but if that changes, we will post about that on our official company Twitter. That sounds like housekeeping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> Carrie, tell us about your stuff. About my stuff. Your Twitter, your, your Twitter, Alchemy's uh, Twitter. Oh. Social media to follow you on. Quick plug. If you got a sick Quick SoundCloud, plug. maybe. <laughs> oh man, I wish I had a sick SoundCloud. Uh, the company Twitter is Alchemy Labs, uh, which you should be able to find with a really quick search. And my personal Twitter is not so serious with two S's at the end of serious. You can also search uh, Carrie Witt, W H I T T. And that will no each no oh Uh, that's my bad then (laughs) w i c t that will also take you there because that's how I searched and found her. Um, Alchemy Labs is also o w l c h e m y just in case you're not hearing. It's a bird. It's an owl. Alchemy. Yes. You know, I I always forget that that's so confusing for people. <laughs> I, well, since this is a uh, audio medium, we always have to clarify, you know, what the spelling is. See, I, yes, I'm always careful smart. because one time I, I heard of a there was a, it was a bird named Owlicious, and it was like Owlicious, but it's like pl- playing the name Owlicious. A- Aloysius. Aloysius. Yeah. yeah. There's a saint by uh, that. And 
I th- that just confused me for the longest time till I found out, yeah. oh, it's wordplay. <laughs> I digress. This is where wordplay gets you. It's just confusion. <laughs> That's what English does. <laughs> English. How dare we? So, uh, was, was, that all of, was that all of your things? I believe so. Cool. Yes. Excellent. Go follow. She has a very lovely Twitter. Yes. Thank you. And thank you guys so much for reaching out. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, it's been an ab- uh, I love like I love Alchemy Labs. They they're uh, like as a developer, I'll send like for every ten emails I send, I'll get one response, and half of the time that response is like a rejection of some form. But I oh. I have been treated very nicely by Alchemy, and that is so nice. Mm-hmm. I appreciate oh, I'm that. Glad. A good wholesome. We appreciate you. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of us, we are the Cozy Co-op. If you enjoyed this, a different episode, or didn't, whatever, <laughs> go give us a review on iTunes. If we rise up those charts and whatnot, we get seen by more people, and I like that fact. <laughs> if you want to reach out to us, we have a Twitter, at Cozy Co-op Podcast, all one word. We update when the show goes up, we tweet things, I sometimes make fun of Justine. Yeah. Otherwise, if you'd like something a little a little more direct, we also have an email, cozycoop at thelizardrock.com. Send us a business casual email. And if you want to support the podcast, you can find out more about that, like buying yourself a video game, at thelizardrock.com slash support. Today has been podcast with our guests. Yes, thank you very much, Carrie. Thank you both. We had a wonderful time talking to you today, and uh, we wish you luck in all of you and Alchemy's future endeavors, and we're probably going to be investing in those as well. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I'm glad y'all like our content. Absolutely. As a quick aside, uh, uh, another one of the Alchemy members, Chris Wade, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know him because I had randomly come across a game he had made called, what was it? Uh, oh no, I forgot its name. One of the floppy-headed animals. Oh, oh the, Sausage uh, Sports Club. Sausage, yes. well, yeah. I'd randomly come across Sausage Sports Club on the Switch, and I was like, oh, this game is fantastic. I need to find this developer. And I did, and I was like, oh, he's also connected. Why is he tweeting these people? Oh, he works there. He works for Alfred, yeah. <laughs> so all kinds yeah. of good stuff coming out of there. Oh, yeah. He he uh, he actually wrapped up that project in, in his own time, obviously, uh, while we were developing this game, which is crazy to me. That is crazy, because they're both very good games. <laughs> I've played Sausage Sports. Oh, that's so that cool. I'll fun. let him know that, that y'all liked it. Oh, oh it's, yeah. It's, it's, a, oh, it's a delightful game. game. So, what, All right. are, what are we talking about next time? Next week, I'm very excited for this, we're talking about The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Yes, the boats and the stuff. The boats and the stuff. So we thank our guest, Carrie, for joining us today. Um, That's it for this episode. Cozy up with us in the next fortnight on the Cozy Co-op. Because it's two weeks. Yes. Thank you. Outro music. Outro music. (laughs) 